All right. Praise the Lord. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to um, episode three of Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I love saying the name. Welcome to episode three of Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. If I had different music, it'd be like dun 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 dun. I think that was like, I don't know what that was. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, so this is episode three of our Christian Bible podcast. And I'm so excited still to be um, a part of what God is doing in the world in these last days because he is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh, which is so great for us. That's good news for us, right? That is good news. If you've ever seen Anchorman, uh, Ron Burgundy, uh, the character Ron Burgundy played by Will Farrow, he's like, that is good news. That is good news. And it just like, it's, it's, it's this cool thing. I think it's this cool thing. I like it. It's, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. That's how I feel about that. So, but uh, this is a great thing that God is doing and it's that he is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. I mentioned that yesterday and I wanted to go ahead and, uh, share that verse um, just so that, you know, we can, we can, just so we can have it. Cause again, if it's not in the word of God, keep it to your, don't even keep it to yourself. Just get rid of it. Cast it out of your mind. Jesus said, be careful how you hear, take heed how you hear. You know what I mean? So, uh, we're going to go to the book of Joel chapter two and look at verse 28. But before we do anything, let's pray and ask God to bless everything that is said in this episode and let it not be me, let it be him and let him anoint me. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, oh, you're so beautiful. You are so wonderful, Lord. God, mighty God, you precious King, wonderful Lord Jesus. Uh, Don't let it be me, Father God. Let it be you anoint me, Father God, during this uh, episode. Lord, praying in front of people is so stupid as far as praying for people to hear because when we do that, um, we're not talking to you anymore. We're talking to them. And that's useless because there's no way to the Father except for you, Jesus. You said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So Lord, bless this episode, Father God. Um, I, I, I humble myself before you, Lord. I ask, Father God, that you let your spirit flow, that you let it be your words, Father God, that uh, you would get all the glory, Lord, that you would allow hearts to receive uh, this word, that you'll let this episode go to unsaved people uh, so that they can get saved, so that they can have faith. You said faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word. So Lord, allow your word to be preached. Allow it to be you that's glorified. Uh, and no men, no flesh is able to glory in your presence. And I thank you, Father God, and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. I know you're going to have your way, Lord, because you're a God who has his way. Um, so, amen. Uh, so, Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. 
and I will show you wonders in the heavens and in the earth and blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Praise the Lord. So I just wanted to highlight that um, and just you know point that out because I did mention a lot and I didn't get to that verse in the last episode. Also, let's talk about that last episode because I want to build this you know as a family. You know everybody who's a part of this. We are all a part of God's family, and I don't have to. Um, explain the things really that God says, but I think that, you know, if God tells me to say something, I don't necessarily have to go explain why, but I like to do that because, you know, it's, I think that's how we, sharing is how we get wisdom from one another, that's how we're able to um, learn, grow, and um, hopefully run this, run this race together. We're not beating the air, you know, we're not, this isn't a cunningly devised fable. Uh, We are following the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're carrying our cross and walking after him. So we have to bring our bodies and our flesh under subjection to what God wants to do at all cost. Now, I'm going to have us go to, the, well, I think the Lord is going to have us go to back to Joshua and we're going to finish Joshua and then I'm going to keep reading chapter one, uh, finish the rest of chapter one. Then we're going to go chapter two. And then we're going to go chapter three and, and tell the Lord, move me someplace else because God wants everything to be done decently in order. And I tried to get to that, but, you know, the Lord had me speak on something else. And uh, so I wanted to do that. Um, and I wanted to be obedient. Now, the Bible says them that sin rebuke before all that others may see and fear. I don't have to explain all of this, but, you know, so I don't want people to think that I'm doing that out of hatred or anger. Uh-uh. You know, to be honest, it's I've, everything that we go through, God is going to use. So in my life, in your life, in our lives, everything we go through, God is going to use. And I'm only explaining it because uh, it's something that I had to learn was that, you know, the reproof of instruction is the way of life. You know what I mean? And I really don't feel like God wants me to explain this at all. So in that case... Uh, the other side of it is that we should all just really, really, really keep quiet and uh, receive what God has to say in his word. Amen. Because that is really the way that we're going to get into the kingdom of heaven. It won't be by trying to use our carnal brains to reason out what the Bible says. We're going to have to just trust in the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is very plain. It's very easy to understand. And he just says, hey, this is my word. What do you uh, obey? obey it? I, behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a cursing. So what we're going to do is just continue on reading um, the book of Joshua, which I think we finished chapter one, so now we're going to start at chapter two. And, and uh, yeah, <clears throat> actually, we didn't finish chapter one. We were almost finished with chapter one. I'm not sure, but just to be on the safe side, I'm um, sorry, it's been a very busy day. I'm going to go back to chapter one. Now, look, some days... These episodes might consist of just me reading, you know, so this is good just to have on if you want to hear the Word of God preached 
and just spoken, just just talking about it. Because again, I love the word. So you won't catch me skipping over like genealogies or things like that or you know, because the Lord is the beginning, the end, the end. And he's the he's all of it. He's the middle. He's the whole word. So we have to believe the whole word. And I believe the whole word of spirit and its life. Even the, the genealogy, all of it. The poetry. Um, you know, all of it. Proverbs. It's all God-inspired. No matter how you classify it. All of these uh, are all the words of God. So we're going to read this and... Um, you know, just just and sit back and enjoy the Spirit of the Lord. Also, I do have a tr uh, a wonderful, wonderful. Um, I talked about testimonies, and so ah, uh, yesterday, uh, actually no, today. It's still got an hour left in the day, but uh, the Lord was able to open up doors to get several really powerful testimonies. So I'm really excited to be able to share those with you today. I have a snippet. Uh, from a sister named Aisha Khan, uh, and she is uh, really on fire. She comes out of the Muslim faith, and I'll let her tell her testimony because I got it, the whole thing, but we have a snippet of her, um, of her explaining who God is, and uh, it's going to be a part of another series where we ask that same question, where I ask that same question to somebody else. So, here, I'm going to go ahead and play that snippet, and then we'll come back on, and we'll just read the book of Joshua and just enjoy what God has for us in this episode three. So uh, without further ado, here it is. So asking other believers, who is God? Who is God to you? And what would you say about God if you were trying to describe him to a person that uh, did not have a relationship? Here's what this sister had to say. For me, um, I would say it's, he's someone you have to, you got to spend, you can't, you spend lifetimes getting to know him. It's someone who I'm going to spend my lifetime on this earth trying to get to know. But he's, he's so big. Okay, well, he's the kindest person you've ever met. He's, um, he's got like every personality that you could think of, like everything good. And then he's got things that are out of this world that you don't even know how to describe. I don't even know how to describe him because he's undescribable. Um, and I just know that he is faithful. He'll come through for you every time. And when they describe him, um, when they describe love in Corinthians, he is all that. And every promise that he made in the Bible, he's true to that. And the love that you've felt in every lifetime, like you know, every every person that you've like felt love from, it's more than all of that. So um, that's, that's, that's all I can come up with because it's just so big. I'm still going to spend my whole life trying to learn a little bit more, a little bit more. I think I cannot even get to 1% of what he is. So that's just, you, I just think you should spend your whole life trying to see it because you're never going to have enough. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. Like, that was, listen to that. You know, the, listen to that. How many faiths do you find someone who is that in love with their, uh, with the object of their worship? She is utterly in love with him, you know? And you don't find that with Buddhists say, oh, I love, you know, um, I, they, they, it's all about self-love. 
and with with, with uh, you know a lot of uh, other religions, it all comes down to the self, making the self feel better, making the self more pure, uh, making the self more righteous uh, by your own works, really trusting in yourself. And, and with, 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 with Christians, the followers of Jesus Christ are truly in love with him. And it's because of personal, deep, private works that he does in our lives. And it was such a blessing to sit down and to be able to talk to people and look at them and look at their... Uh, look at their faces as they just, you know, remember the things that God has done for them. And I'm, that's a privilege to be able to do. So I'm really grateful for that. So, and that's, that's what I want to spread here in these program, I'm sorry, episodes, <laughs> excuse me, uh, that, that I have a program I follow, but these, uh, this, the, these podcasts, I want to be able to spread that, uh, just edification. You know, when I hear somebody talking about Jesus, I get really, really excited um, it's, uh, and then, and then if they continue on talking about the Lord and it's all sound and then you just, that adoration comes out, you know, where, where they're just madly and deeply in love with the Lord before <clears throat> one of the things that started drawing me to the realization that my life was empty without Christ, um, was, uh, it was definitely my mom on Facebook, you know, she would post all these things about, how much she loved God and how happy she was. Oh, today's a good day. I'm so happy because I have the Lord. And she would do it much more eloquently than I'm saying now. But, you know, that was one of the things that me being out in the world, me trying to be uh, as good of a person as I could be and me trying to have the most together type life that I could have, um, you know, and just seeking happiness the way I thought it would come to me, um, doing what I, what was right in my own eyes, um, it just it there was always that extra thing that I saw her have, and she's in love with this incredible man, and I knew that you know he was there. I knew that God was real, and uh, I desperately desired that. I really wanted to have that special connection with God where you really felt loved by Him and you really, you know, it wasn't just religion or it wasn't just um, obeying rules and it wasn't just, uh, you know, it wasn't just walking after, you know, I don't know, something that's not truly alive. But Jesus is alive and he's able to bind up the brokenhearted. He's able to be uh, our all in all. And he's able to fill us up and then he starts to pour himself into us so that we can go up to other people and just be his instruments and let him speak his life from us into other people. And then they get uh, born again and then, you know, they do the same thing. And then until we'll all come into the unity of this one body that's working together um, for the Lord, for his glory and uh, then we'll all get up to heaven. It'll be absolutely beautiful. And I'm not just jumping here on the scene, you know, not having any... Nobody goes to war uh, on their own on their own orders. You know, you, I'm not just going to war on my own orders. Uh, you know, the Lord has been working with me since 2008. That was the first time God revealed himself to me. And I'll talk about that later. I'll do a separate thing for that. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, and then that 
that there was a long time in between uh, the last experience I had with God, which was in 2020 last uh, 2022 last year, the end of the year November, and um, yeah, and 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 God has God has really changed me. I am a different person, therefore my actions are different now, um, and not just my actions, my heart, that heart of wanting to please God and wanting to know Him and wanting to do the things that He'll have us do on a day-to-day basis, bringing our bodies under subjection to what He wants. That is, that's His bride. She's beautiful. She's broken. Uh, she's spotless, you know, in Him, by His blood, because of what He's done. I'm spotless right now because of what He's done. If you have Jesus in your heart and you're washed in His blood, you're spotless right now because of what He's done. If you're able to receive correction and still continue on, then you're 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 spotless right now because of what he's done. If you're able to march towards uh the 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 high calling that we have in God, if you're able to walk worthy of that call, if you have a desire to walk worthy, Paul says, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Why? Because we who have these new hearts and new spirits, we do not want to sin. And it's not one of those phony things where it's like, ah, oh, well, I, I don't want to. But, you know, when sin comes a knocking in the middle of the night, there you are ready to just, oh, well, I'm going to go for it, even though I don't really want to. No, this isn't something we have to tell ourselves. We really don't want to. And I know believers, we do struggle with, with things here and there. And God is always going to bring us up. God is always going to let us know how wrong it is. It will never feel right. It will never be enjoyable. We will hate the fact that we participate in it. Paul said, a wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? And that's Jesus Christ because he'll always give you more grace. Because it'll always push you into a corner where you have to make a choice. Either you're going to keep yielding to your flesh and reap corruption. Or you're going to learn to fast and chastise the flesh. Um... Afflict your flesh before the Lord so that you can really cry out to God and then get delivered from what you need because some demons only go out with prayer and fasting. And so you might have to fast. And if you don't want to fast, then maybe you should ask yourself if you really want to be saved. And it's not really being harsh or it's not like, you know, trying to um, puff up at anybody in particular. It's this is the reality. Christians come preaching the gospel and only Christians want to sugarcoat stuff. And make it all soft. Speaking soft messages and soft like this. Let me, it would have never, a soft gospel would have never saved me. Nope, not at all. Uh, I needed to have the fear of the Lord mingled in with the love of God. You know what I mean? Therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. And that was a question I think I asked last time is how many people are you persuading because you know how terrible it must be, here it is, to be without Christ. How about that? Or also how terrible it will be on that great and dreadful, terrible day of the Lord. You know, literally when the, 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 when the moon is turned into blood and, and the, the, the sun is blackened out. So, or when a person wakes up in hell People are dying by the second, going out into eternity just like that. You know, we have to have zeal to be able to preach God's word. We have to be baptized in His Holy Spirit 
and go out there boldly saying, hey, you know, there's only one way to be saved, and that's through this uh, that's through Jesus Christ, who is the full word of God, which we're about to get into. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful because it's not about who we are. It's about what God's word says. That's it. You know, and so God is just so beautiful inside and out. He's wonderful. And I can't wait to see him. Again, excuse me. Just kidding. Just kidding. I only saw his feet. All right, so let's go. Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. So they're getting ready. All right, we just heard what they were doing in the last chapter. Last chapter, Joshua was ordering all the uh, men of valor and strong men. We're going to all make sure that everybody gets their inheritance. After you guys, you Christians over here have gotten your inheritance, now we want you don't enjoy it yet. Come over here and, and help these brothers get their inheritance. We're going to help each other out because the body of Christ does that. Christians help each other. Jesus said they'll know uh, that people will know we're Christians by our love, by how we are helping each other, um, not by getting each other napkins and forks or you know giving each other money. Uh, that that those things can be helpful, but the type of love that we're supposed to be showing is uh, we need to be helping each other to love the Lord, helping each other to get our inheritance from God. Right, So you might need to help a brother or a sister to get their inheritance for God because they haven't entered into that place yet. And, and the Lord might want you to go over there. He, he's like, I can't make it any more clear that you need to go over and help these people enjoy their inheritance before you get to enjoy yours. Because if you don't, um, you're not your brother's keeper. And you're supposed to be. You shall in any wise rebuke your neighbor. You better rebuke your neighbor. You you will not suffer sin upon him. That verse haunts me sometimes. I'm going to be honest because I like to preach God's word and I like to make straight the crooked paths. You know what I mean? I really do. Um, God is good. He's He deserves it. Um, he, he really does. He, uh, he deserves his word, his way to be made straight. However, you know, the last thing I want to do is rebuke some believer or some person walking around with a Bible in their hand or a lack of a Bible or just some person hanging around a pew. The last thing I want to do is get up in their face and not get up in their face or even gently entreat them and just say, oh, brother or sister, um, excuse me. Uh, hi, you you're sinning, you know. You're sinning. You got to stop now or get out the church. I'm sorry. I'm a fan of kicking people out. I just, why are you contaminating this over here, Aiken? Um, ooh, I can't wait. Ooh, let's continue on the book. This book of Joshua is good. This is good stuff. But you got to go slow with the Lord. You know, that could be why I'm just supposed to read all this stuff and just go slow through these messages. Do not try to. Rush God. He won't be rushed. 
Well, you're reading slow. Yeah, because I'm waiting on the Spirit of the Lord. And I'm going to read every single word carefully and slow because his spirit might pop out. And he'll say, that's what, right here, that's for you. You have to search the scriptures. You have to seek the Lord. It's not just something that you say. In worship music, when people are like, oh, I, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. See, if I'm doing an impression, I'm going to try and make it sound good. <laughs> Lord, have your way with me. You see, you can't say stuff like that and then be like, now hurry up. <laughs> Get to it. No. Do you have, what is this message going to be, 49 minutes to listen to? Somebody talk about God? I do. You want to come on here and talk with me? You're, you're welcome to. I would actually love that very much. Um, praise the Lord. So let's look at this real quick. Leviticus 19, 17. Thou shall not hate thy brother in thy heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor. And not suffer sin upon him. Do you understand what that means? So, okay, they're going to know, they will know we are Christians by our love. That's not how Jason Upton sings it. He does a phenomenal job. Uh, man, that song is powerful. I want to listen to it. But um, I encourage you to do that too. It's old, older Jason Upton. His new stuff's awesome too. But Leviticus 19.18, okay? This verse, man, so many times I'm like, Lord, if a person is going to listen to me, then I will rebuke them so sharply so that they can just have real, because after you get a correction from the Lord, whew, the fruit of righteousness is there. I mean, God's righteousness will be on you. Uh-huh. The spirit of glory and of God will be resting on you, you know, as he's standing there with the rod of correction. And that's powerful. Ooh, that correction is so good. But it feels horrible. It can be humiliating. Uh, it makes you feel like, oh my goodness, like what have I done? Oh no. But the good thing about it is, it's always going to work sorrow onto repentance. It's A godly rebuke will never, ever, ever make you uh, sad unto death. Uh, your sin will. Because the wages of sin is death. But when you get rebuked in a godly manner, which could involve yelling, uh, it could be involve, uh, you know, you, it says that you shall in any wise. Yep, uh, any wise. So no matter what the situation is or no matter how I deliver the rebuke to you. Remember when Jesus beat that man out of the temple? Uh, he beat the people in the temple and he, he flipped over the tables. You know, that wasn't a sweet time. And he didn't just flip out and do it. He knew the scripture. And he it says, thou shall rebuke your neighbor. He saw these people sinning. And so he went over there and he got their attention so that they don't die and go to hell with that sin on their soul. So when you love people, you're supposed to correct them. Not just hug them, not kiss them, not tell them everything's going to be okay, or not just pat them on the back all the time. <clears throat> No, it means you will do what Paul did. Ooh, I keep going back to Galatians. Can we go back to Galatians for just a minute? Are you bored? No. 
are you have I lost you? Did you think this was gonna be a boring podcast? I thought this episode was gonna be a little boring for you guys, maybe, because I know the Lord wanted me to read through Joshua and I was just thinking to myself, like, God, like, I'm cool with this. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on in here, God, and I, I love it. Uh, but, uh, you know, for a podcast, just to read through Joshua, like, my goodness, but clearly I'm not just doing that. So we're going to Galatians real quick so we can look at the way Paul decides to love even his elders, even people who have been saved longer than him. So Paul says, oops, excuse me for that. That was a loud piece of feedback. So Paul, Galatians chapter 2. So he's already on one kind of. He's like, you know what? You brothers, Verse, uh, we'll start at chapter 2, verse 1. Then 14 years after, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. Now you'll notice I read the New Testament a little bit faster, but you're still to take your time with the Lord. It's context we're diving into here. Praise the Lord. Verse 2. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. So, you know, Paul is like, look, I am on a mission from God himself. Uh, by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. He says that in chapter 1, verse 1. He says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I'm sorry, but that's powerful. He's like, God has sent me here to talk to you. God has put me on this mission and I am answering to the Lord and I love the Lord. And now I'm about to come over here and love these brothers and watch how I'm about to love. I'm going to love all of you. And this is him loving people. I went up by revelation. So the whole, I, I'm in, he's communicating with the Lord. Okay. He's praying and he's seeking God. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because he did a horrible thing. He's murdering Christians. He's been he's been forgiven much. So he is going to love much. Let's connect the dots here. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should have I should run or had run in vain. Privately to them, because I become all things to all people. Didn't he say that in Corinthians? He just said that in Corinthians. I believe it's Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Right? I'm saying right as if somebody's going to answer me. Nobody's going to, but, but yeah, that's how I talk to the Lord in here. I'm like, Lord, didn't you say this over here? He be, uh, he's, he's all things. Verse 19, 9, 19. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I might gain the more. And unto the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might gain the Jews. To them that are under the law, as under the law, that I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law to Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak, uh, I am made all things to all men that I might by, by all means save some. Let me read that again. To the weak became I as weak that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. Here he is clearly spelling it out. These guys which had a reputation and didn't want to get persecuted for Jesus Christ, but still Paul was like, you know what? I'm still going to preach the gospel 
to you guys. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to respect that. So he did it privately for them. Privately to them, which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. Plus, he also had to be careful of the uh, people with a good reputation, like the Pharisees and stuff like that, the, the, the leaders. He had to be careful of them because they were all just crooked. A lot of them were crooked and they might not have been sincere. So he had to be careful around them. And then he says, verse 3, But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek who was compelled to be circumcised. Uh, I'm sorry, was compelled to be circumcised. So there's a doctrine of circumcision going around. There's some other doctrines about eating. And, you know, this is when it's all very new for them, that God has done this new thing. And, uh, you know, people aren't, it takes faith to receive things from God. And so faith is obeying. If you have faith, you will obey. We're about to see Peter not having faith, and we're about to see Paul loving him back to faith. Verse 4, and be, that because of false brethren, unawares brought in. Ooh. False brethren brought in by people who are unaware. I've met many people, many a fake Christian brought in by a sincere Christian. And there's something else we'll leave it alone for now. How do you know if you're real or fake? Examine yourself with the scriptures. Examine yourself to see if you are really a believer. Read the Bible and pray. Fall on your knees and just, you know, pray scripture to the Lord. Read Psalm 119 and just pray it. Oh, Lord, Lord, search my heart. Is there anything there? God, oh, for, and then God will reveal stuff. The Holy Spirit will start to reveal. In fact, yes, there is things there. And then you just confess those things and you forsake them. And the more and more you do that, the more time you spend in prayer confessing the things that the Holy Spirit reminds you of, those spots and blemishes, wrinkles and stains, when you confess those things to the Lord, uh, then he will, he, will, he will forgive you of them. When you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But if you are hard-hearted or upset or you're like, no, I don't like that. And so you just shut your ears, even though it's, you know, clearly for you, then you should probably, uh, you know, get on your knees and pray to the Lord about that too. Okay. And if you can't get on your knees and just lay in your bed, like, like David did, because David just laid down and just, ah, thank you. Man. I do that all the time. I love laying down. Uh, and just praying to God. That's beautiful, actually. Okay, so here we go. Let's keep going. And that because of false brethren brought in who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. I really want to go out of Galatians. It's, it's one of my favorite books in the New Testament. There's so much here. But I'm just going to go down through this uh, just so that we can see where Paul decides to love his... Technically, elders. So we're going to do it. He says, um, verse 5, To whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Ooh, uh, I got to say it. So basically, we're going to recognize these false brethren. We're going to stop them from ministering among you, right? So when you have a believer that is on fire for God and that has the righteousness of Jesus Christ living inside of their hearts by faith and they see another believer who is not really a believer or might be a believer who's just not, I'm going to call him not, but a believer, ugh, I don't like the term because even the devil believes, so I guess it's fitting. But he sees another person who isn't quite right. Uh, they might do something to stop that believer from, um, you know, ministering. 
because they can see it that it's not it's not right. So he said we didn't even give place to them. We didn't even give them a place because you're not supposed to give no place to Satan, right? So it says verse five to whom we gave place by subjection. Nope, not for an hour, not even for an hour that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. But these who seem to be somewhat, whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me, God respecteth, uh, God accepteth no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. Mm-hmm. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as, it, uh, as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter, for he that wrought effectually uh, to Peter... Uh, in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me towards the Gentiles. So these are these guys also looking at Paul with their flesh eyes. Uh, and when James, who was the head of the church, praise the Lord, Cephas and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me, they gave to me and Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, that we should go unto the heathen and they unto the circumcision. Only that we should remember the poor, the same which I always, I also was forward to do. So they didn't really even tell Paul anything the Holy Spirit by revelation hadn't already instructed him to do. But he didn't say that. He was just like, all right, I was also going to do that. But praise the Lord. I'm glad you guys are recognizing the Lord in me. Thanks. Uh, then, verse 11, he's about to love Peter's soul, folks. He's going to love him. And it's beautiful. Verse 11. But when Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. For before that certain came from James, he did eat with the Gentiles. But when they were come in, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing them which were of the circumcision. And the other Jews dissembled likewise with him, insomuch that Barnabas was carried away with their dissimulation. He acted in fear and sinned. Verse 14, But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, If thou, being a Jew, livest after the manner of the Gentiles, and not as do the Jews, why compellest thou the Gentiles to live as do the Jews? And I'm going to stop right there because this is glorious. This is such a, actually, I'm, oh no, I want to read Joshua. Hey man, we're going to keep going and finish this out because maybe, let me just, if you are calling yourself a Christian, but you live just like the sinners, praise the Lord. I hope this is turning some light bulbs on. Turn some light bulbs to those of you who are living in sin, in secret, and you need to repent because God sees you. Thou God seest you. And uh, Hagar said, thou God sees me. Oh, such so beautiful when she said it because, you know, she felt outcast and gone. And God remembered, God saw her in the wilderness. So if you're like that, then, you know, repent. Or maybe you're on the other side of this coin and you need to start correcting the people around you so that they can be saved because you're not supposed to suffer sin on them. Homeboy, homegirl, home skillet, home slice. I'm kidding. You shouldn't do it though. You can't, you can't be, okay, let's keep going. 
we who are Jews by nature and not sinners of the Gentiles. I mean, you're supposed to be a Christian. You know, we're supposed to have a brand new nature, right? Aren't we? And I'm, I'm kind of making these words, uh, I'm going in the spirit of the word and not the letter here, just so that you can paint a picture because you remember it's the letter that the devil likes to preach. The devil always preaches the letter of the word and never the spirit. Hello. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified by, uh, shall no flesh be justified. But, see, the devil takes that one. By the works of the law, no one, see, it doesn't matter. No, that is not what he's saying. Not even remotely. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is Christ, therefore, the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. I think we're now clear. Thou shalt rebuke your neighbor and don't suffer any sin upon him. And then don't apologize for it afterwards. God said it, not you or me or anybody else. It's in the word. Well, I don't like the way you told me. Well, take it up with God. Don't do it then. God doesn't like how you did it. And that man could have been like, Jesus, you didn't have to flip over my tables. You know, you could have just come to me and tell me. Hmm. And you could obey the Lord. And he wouldn't have to do any of that. So let's keep going. And Joshua. Back to Joshua 2. Okay, praise the Lord. I had a little bit of a technical difficulty. My out, my, my uh, input wasn't picking up the recording anymore. So I had to go in. But like I said, I'm not going back and editing over what I say. So we're going to go back in Joshua. We're at Joshua chapter 2 verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And I'm going to stop right there because now we're out of time. So I'm going to pray uh, that God will continue just to move in our hearts and give us a patience for his word, especially going through this. And if you are, I hope you guys will stick with me because I'm just going to keep going. And you know, if you don't like to read the Bible um, or you have a difficult time reading, uh, this is a great thing to listen to because you get to read. It's like fellowshipping. We're fellowshipping together. And I really hope that you guys will give me feedback as far as, you know, telling me what you uh, enjoyed or what you received from God or what you heard from God. And if anybody has a thus saith the Lord, I'm always open. Just make sure thus saith the Lord. Um, but, you know, because we're all one in Christ, you know, we are all one in Christ and uh, we're one body. And so we have to work together to make sure that we get to heaven. So let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your mercy. I pray that you shut every door to Satan right now, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray that you uh, come against him, Lord. I come against him in your blood, Lord. 
I pray that you will rebuke him, Lord, because when you rebuke the devil, Lord, he is rebuked. His plans are canceled. When you cancel Satan's plans, his plans are canceled. I pray that you cancel all the plans of Satan who is sowing division in the body of Christ, uh, who is uh, bothering and accusing your believers. Lord, I know that we don't need to... Um, we don't need to accuse one another. We should either pray for one another and speak faith over one another or rebuke one another. But we don't need to accuse each other and do this stuff. No, we just need to pray for each other and rebuke each other. And that's what you would have us do. And so, Lord, let everyone have a blessed week. Let everyone's day be well. Praise the Lord. Thank you guys for joining me. And I will see you. Uh, or, or, I will... Talk to you all on episode four. God bless you. Have a great, great, great day, night, morning, afternoon, whenever. Bye-bye. People keep racing around and just addictions the crowd. The clock is ticking till the walls come tumbling down. Intricate systems abound. There's no more victims with proud. The clock is ticking till the walls come tumbling down. The clock is ticking till the walls come tumbling down. When you live in this box, just know you don't call the shots. They can and take all you got. It's a lot to reclaim. It's like a treacherous thing, but it's a government plot to drive your soul insane. Targeted X on the spot. You work is what to maintain, although you're mentally drained. The tough predicament's game. You're in envious thought. Conflict is Down. Ooh.
Ding. <lacht>